0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Pure Energy Podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank every single one of my listeners who are tuning in for new episodes, but also doubling back and playing previous episodes. I am truly grateful for all of you um, who are listening from 33 countries. I'm like mind blown, but I am also very grateful. I'm hoping that the information and the content is really helping and guiding you. And as always, if it is share it with someone else who may need it um i know it took a little bit of a hiatus about two months to really focus on my health and to also do some deep diving um, into who i am and what i'm doing all this for and what my next steps are going to be so i am excited about episode three for season three because it's all about self-realization and i felt that in the two months that Um, I was not producing any content for the podcast um, that other people were probably going through the same exact thing that I was, really taking deep dives into themselves and asking questions and um, meditating and doing all these things to really understand what path they're supposed to be taking in life. So I felt like self-realization would be a great topic. So without further ado, here's episode three. Welcome to Self-Realization, Episode 3. Now typically, this would be a very deep, hefty, and long episode. However, I value your time, so I've jam-packed this episode with deep and hefty within 10 to 15 minutes. So let's get started with one of my favorite quotes by Ramana Maharshi. Realization is not acquisition of anything new, nor is it a new faculty. It is only removal of all camouflage. And I love this quote because metaphorically speaking, camouflage can be placed on us by other people, or we can place it on ourselves due to events and circumstances that we've lived through or experienced. Now with self-realization, psychology says, to live to our full potential, we must overcome our neuroses, which in layman's terms, is the distorted way of looking at ourselves, or we can experience the world in a healthier way. Either way, it's a transformation that requires a realistic view of one's own potential and matching our goals to reach that potential. Now when we get bogged down by our neuroses, which is that distorted way of looking at things, there is no room for self-realization. So, what exactly is neuroses, or to be neurotic? Well, it stems from our childhood experiences, which is the basis of the formation of our personality. Think of one of my favorite quotes, I've used it in previous episodes and on my posts on Instagram, give me the child for seven years and I will show you the man. What we learn in the first several years really does mold our personality and beliefs. Now when social and cultural needs of a child aren't met, what we face or see is basic hostility and anxiety, which ultimately turns into how we cope in our daily life as adults. There are three trends that we tend to slip into in regards to how we cope. Now, I'm just going to say this, please don't come at me if you feel like I'm calling you out or you feel uh, some sort of way as I go through this content. Be mindful of what triggers you, um, what chords are touched or what nerves are kind of pinched when I go through this content. And if something does strike a chord or a nerve, write it down and then write down the emotion that you're experiencing, where does it come from, when did it start, and why? All right, so here are the three trends that we tend to slip into when we cope. It's moving towards people, moving against people, and moving away from people. With the third trend, moving away from people, having subtrends. Yes, we get deep, we are complex beings, would you expect any less? Okay, so here are the three trends, and take note of how you feel When listening to the info, keep an open mind and an open heart. The first one, people moving towards people is one trend in how we cope. So what does that look and sound like? So it's needing affection and approval. It's quite self-destructive in a way. Um, People who move towards people tend to be sensitive to criticism, rejection. They are people pleasers and they must be liked there's also an anxiety which builds with the fear of exclusion or being alone. Now for sure growing up, especially in high school, I was that people moving towards people. Um, The second trend, which is also another way of coping, people moving against people. And what this sounds like is power seekers that aim to gain control. They're highly competitive, they may exploit others and they defeat others to their favor. Now, there are some fears. The fear of helplessness, fear of incompetence, fear of worthlessness, and violation. They also tend to enforce the need for control, and their motto is self-protection and achievement. Okay, so that's the second way in which we cope. The third trend is people moving away from people. Now, this is the one that has subtrends. So what this sounds like is extreme need for self-preservation and an unrealistic desire for independence. There's this distance that they create between themselves and others to decrease the chance of getting hurt. Um, There's nothing wrong with solitude for personal growth. However, people who move away from people tend to have excessive isolation. Um, They tend to be stuck because of mental blocks for a need to be perfect. Now this last one, the need to be perfect, creates the subtrends on how they cope. So perfectionist towards people. That is a people pleaser who is overly compliant. The second is the perfectionist against people. At the expense of other people, they want to be at the top, be the best. But glory is sometimes very temporary and they can't realize that self-worth through others is unstable. And then the last sub-trend is perfectionist that moves away from people. They wanna be wise and self-sufficient in ways that are almost superhuman. They forget that no man is an island and we need to work together. There's a big gap between real self and ideal self and it's challenging to bridge. There's an unrealistic goal And consistent failure they tend to be stuck in a vicious cycle there's this victim mentality and the lack of responsibility now think about that and again write it down whatever struck a chord hit a nerve and really dive deep with where does it come from why do you feel that way when did that start how long have you been feeling that way especially if something stood out to you the most so those are the three ways or trends in which we cope as humans. Now, truthfulness about potential is essential. And Karen Horney says it the best. Man, by his very nature and of his own accord, strides toward self-realization and that his set of values evolves from such striving. Apparently, he cannot, for example, develop his full human potential unless he is truthful to himself unless he is active and productive, unless he relates himself to others in the spirit of mutuality. Apparently, he cannot grow if he indulges in a dark idolatry of self and consistently attributes all his own shortcomings to the deficiencies of others. He can grow in the true sense only if he assumes responsibility for himself. Thank you very much, Karen Horney. So, With all of those trends that I discussed, repeating those, any one of them, over and over and over again, leads to neurotic behavior. Now, there are logical steps to self-realization. The first is discovering who you are. Determination of the real current self with honest detail. People often in denial block their view of who they truly are. But you can't self-realize without self-acceptance. You can't accept yourself until you can truly see yourself. And Karen pulls through again by saying, If a person has had sufficient courage to discover an unpleasant truth about themselves, one may safely trust that their courage to be strong will be enough to carry them through. Now, there are solutions. How do we self-realize? How do we discover who we are? What makes us tick in honest detail? Well, the first is obvious. There's therapy. There's nothing wrong with talking to someone and having them help you uncover what makes you tick. Hypnotherapy is a second one. Rapid transformational therapy is fantastic. I highly suggest it. I did it not too long ago and it was an amazing success. Carl Jung personality test, the big five, which gives really great insight, Um, shadow work to uncover what's lingering in the unconscious. There's meditation and journaling to become more aware. There's also an Enneagram of personality. It's a nine-fold system of personalities and weaknesses, uh, basic emotions and ego fixations, which would be a great guide into uh, gaining insight into how your brain works and uh, what you lead with the most. Now we do need to put our pride aside, right? Learning and being truthful about ourselves, um, our ego cannot be at the forefront. Our pride needs to take a back seat. and we can actually gain sufficient knowledge and start to determine the right circumstances for our own personal growth. And that it will only help us flourish even more and the ancient Stoics um, knew it before we do right to flourish in order to flourish you can only you can only be achieved when you live in accordance with nature our own nature and the nature of the universe gaining self-knowledge we learn about our individual nature how it relates to the world and what our ideal circumstances are for us to flourish Now for example, an introvert can flourish in solitude and an extrovert in more social settings, right? But there's still some sort of flourishing there. And we wanna aim for the right thing. Like Abraham Hicks says, swim with the stream, take the path of least resistance that fits our nature best. This doesn't mean be mediocre. It means excel in the traits we already have. It's convenient to emphasize our strengths. It's so convenient. Don't try to repair yourself or change fundamentally who you are. Oftentimes, it is recommended to develop traits that we are not often inclined towards. If you don't like to speak in front of others, for example, maybe join Toastmasters to develop that skill. You may want to learn how to develop compassion or humility. There is not one way that suits everyone. Self-realization is about forging a unique path for ourselves and not walking existing ones. And like they say, to find a mountain path all by oneself gives a greater feeling of strength than to take a path that is shown. Self-realization is about facing fears, changing habits, breaking patterns, and yes, making mistakes along the way. We can choose a path of mediocrity and security and perceive walking the same path over and over again, knowing that it won't lead us anywhere. That's a safe route, but it will also lead to self-hatred. Jiddu Krishnamurti says it best as well. Tradition becomes our security, and when the mind is secure, it is in decay. Carl Jung called it the road of death memories, dreams, reflections, there is no guarantee not for a single moment that we will not fall into error or stumble into deadly peril. We may think there is a sure road, but that would be the road of death. Then nothing happens any longer at any rate, not the right things. Anyone who takes the sure road is as good as dead. So I hope that you take this opportunity to carve out the right road for yourself hey everybody thank you so much for listening to episode three i hope that it was as impactful for you in those couple of minutes as it was for me researching and putting the content together for you Um, i make it as short as possible so that you can listen on the car ride to work to home traveling or anywhere in between so i am wishing all of you the best on your self-realization journey any questions you have don't hesitate to reach out and you can get me on instagram at twin hearts healer until next time